Welcome to Dominion Today with Kevin and Chantel Davis, a podcast where you will learn how to discover your calling, live your purpose, and fulfill your destiny. By listening to these episodes, you'll build the confidence you need to operate in dominion and authority so you can walk in the revelation of the victory that belongs to you in Christ Jesus. Now, here's your host, Kevin Davis. This is how a familiar spirit operates. This is why we look at these characters and we see the same characters in the lineage. Every time they want to pass their wife off as their sister. That's a familiar spirit. That's a lie that crept in in the generation and it keeps on repeating itself. If you give in to the temptation, if you allow the familiar spirit to grab a hold of you and to get the better of you instead of you overcoming that. So just think about this, how different this could have all sounded. We all know that God is the one who reveals himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And yet it could have been the God of Terah, Haran, and Lot. And so Abram is in Haran. And God calls him. And he says to him, listen, leave the land of your father. Now, some people would say, no, 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 but Ur is the land of his father. His father settled in Haran. He cultivated that area. He died in Haran, which is why even later, Jacob reveals that the place of his ancestors is Haran. We find where Isaac finds for himself, or well, when obviously the the servant goes forth to find the wife, he goes to Haran. To find the wife. That is the land of his father. And what is incredible is that when we look at that which is written. In Acts chapter 7. Quickly go with me to Acts chapter 7. Because there will be those who will be quick to point out. Well, why the apparent contradiction in Acts chapter 7. This is Stephen speaking at what can be referred to, again, from the perspective of hindsight as his mock trial, where he is called upon to defend himself. Acts chapter 7, verse 2 and 3. It says, and Stephen answered, brethren and fathers, listen to me. The God of glory appeared to our forefather Abraham, when he was still in Mesopotamia, before he went to live in Haran. Now you might say, well, why, like, how is this possible? Okay, because we just read that he was in Mesopotamia, moved with his father, and then he lived in Haran up until the point that his father died, and Genesis 12 starts with God calling Abram in Haran. So why the apparent contradiction? Well, here's the revelation. It is that he would have already had a supernatural encounter with God while he was still young in Mesopotamia. That he had already encountered God. 
And this makes me wonder whether or not it was the similar kind of circumstances that David already became, in essence, what we can call the prince of Israel while there was still another king on the throne. That although God had called Terah, the first one, to uproot himself from the place that is known, the place where him and all of his descendants had come from, that God had called him to leave everything behind and to also in doing so leave the idolatry and witchcraft behind and go to the land of Canaan, the promised land. But inertia set in and about the 60% mark he settled, he lived there and he died. Not fulfilling his destiny, but because God is the one who knows the end from the beginning. Abram already had an encounter with God. And so in Haran it is where God says to him, Because he's already acquainted with God's glory, his presence, his majesty, his all. Go now from this place, this land of your father, this place that your father has taken up for himself. The place where your father had settled, but that was not the promise. I want you and I require of you to uproot yourself. To leave the familiar behind. To leave that which your father had established behind. And for you to truly become the first in your line. To enter in to the fullness of my promise. And that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. And what is so incredibly powerful about this is when we read how God spoke to him, saying to this man who was still without a son, who was still without an heir, a man who had only one desire, and that is to have a son. A person unto whom he could leave his inheritance, his estate. The one who would, in essence, be the one to continue his legacy. And he was the one who said, I am that person. But what is incredible is that although Abram simply had a desire for a son, God looks at him. And says to him, basically, and I'm just paraphrasing, that you will not just have a son. For in fact, I will make you the father of a great nation. That I will bless you. That you will be fruitful and multiply. That your name will be made famous and distinguished. You say, well, God doesn't do that. God humbles people. You know what? Those whom God has humbled, those whom God has gotten to that point where they have just given of themselves, of everything. They've stripped themselves of everything. It is then that God picks you up and says to you, you know what? Now I can truly use you. Because now I know that you will not 
ever take the glory for yourself. Because I know that I can trust you to the extent of where you will step in and do all that I have commanded you to do and have led you to do and to achieve without you ever taking the glory for yourself. Instead, you give glory and honor to me. And so what the Lord told me to just release to every single one of us who are here this morning is this. Is that in order for us to become the people, the family that God has called us to be, it has to start with you. Make sure that when you have been given the baton that I can illustrate with this microphone, it's about the same size and about the same shape. But if I were to hand over the baton, we need to ensure that the next generation grabs a hold of it and is able to go where we have not gone. I made this statement last week is that although it sounds so noble and it sounds so beautiful to say that my son is walking in my footsteps. In fact, he should not be walking in your footsteps from that perspective. He should not have to walk where you have walked because you have already paved the way to a new, better and brighter future. Your son is supposed to continue where you have left things. Can I quickly use you? Come here quickly. Just stand there and then face that direction. Let's say he is my son. And I am the one who is walking. And everywhere I'm walking, I'm not walking where my father has walked. I'm walking by faith. Every step I take is a step of dominion. Every new step is a new step of dominion. I've not walked there before. Therefore, by definition, it makes me a pioneer. I am paving the way. I am creating a way where previously there was no way. And this is what it means to pave the road for the generation that is behind us. So that when the time comes, let me illustrate this to you quickly. Just, just come here, just stand behind me quickly. Because from a family perspective, I'm the one who's taking charge. I'm the one who's leading. I'm the one who is the head of my home. I'm the head of my family. And so I am walking up until this point in time. As I'm walking in dominion and authority, just walk after me just quickly. Every step I take, he's taking a step with me. But there comes a time. Now quickly come alongside me. Where this takes place. Passing on. Now take a few steps. Thank you. I have walked my walk. I have run my race. I have kept the faith. I have handed over. And now he, as a son, is walking where I have never walked. 
And so a lot of times we get so confused in trying to, as sons, walk in the footsteps of our father. We almost would feel like David felt when he tried to put on Saul's armor. It's not made for me. That's not my grace. That's not my mantle. And I'm not going to be me with someone else's baggage on me. I'm a new person. And in Christ, I am a new creation. And when God has made all things new, although I come from a family and I look behind me and I honor those who have walked the race before me because I would not be where I am today for if it was not for those who have walked before me. We give honor where honor is due. But also we cannot look forward by constantly just looking back. And so there has to come a time where we say that I understand that it has come down to me. It's come down to this. It's come down to this moment where I am rising up and I have become a hoyo son, which is a mature position son. I have now become the head of my own home and the first of my family. And so every step I take, is a step of authority, of dominion and power. My children will never have to walk the road I had to walk. This is why you have to deal with what you need to deal with in your lifetime. If you have to fight familiar spirits pertaining to divorce, you have to fight it. Because if you let the baton fall, your children are forced to have to pick it up. If you succumb to that spirit of divorce, your children will once more be plagued with that. And they will have to overcome that. If you have to constantly fight poverty and lack because you have not picked that up, you have not overcome, you have not Push through in that area. Your children will unfortunately have to do that. And if they decide not to, then their children would have to be faced with the decision whether or not they are going to pick it up or not. And so we have to understand that we have to take responsibility for ourselves. We have to take responsibility for our lives. We have to take responsibility for our future, for where we are going. Because we're going places. We are going places. Even in this week, I posted this on Facebook as I heard the voice of the Lord so clearly and with such urgency in His voice as He said to me, it's time to build. It's time to build. We've already birthed. Now it's time to build. It's time to establish. For the last three months, we didn't have any evening services because I knew I could feel there was an anticipation and an expectation that there was something that was coming. And then when the season comes, the demand comes. Which is why tonight, we're going to have an evening service. Which is why tonight, it also starts what we are going to have as three nights of glory and revival. And all of you are invited. Amal van jylle, is genooi. Saam met jylle vriende, familie, en wie dit ook al mag wees, everyone is invited. And I'm believing that God is going to do something over these next three nights that's going to be truly supernatural. 
where God is going to set you up, where God is going to establish you, where you are going to be receiving impartation and an activation for you to establish and for you to become and for you to achieve all that God has destined for you in Jesus' name. So coming back to this portion of Scripture, do not be like a terror who went only halfway. Some might say, who are maybe true optimists, well, at least he went more than halfway. He went halfway. When God calls you, you have to go all the way. Also, another lesson we can learn is do not be that person. When God calls you, he already has to call the next because he knows that you're not going to pick it up. Do not be the soul who becomes disobedient, who becomes frustrated, who takes matters into his own hands. And as a result, God says, I'm handing over. I'm changing lanes. I'm shifting things. Let us learn from the mistakes of these men of God, Bible characters, and even from the mistakes of those who have gone before us. Let us not be the ones who fall into the same traps. Let us not be the ones who fall into the same things that those who had gone before us fell into. You know, when you really consider ministry, there's just three areas, really, that the enemy is going to come at you. Some people call it the three P's. Pride, pennies, and petticoats. It's an old English word, mini skirts. <laughs> That's where the devil will tempt you. Pride comes about self, me, look at what I'm doing. This is my workings, my dealings. Oh, I'm God's anointed. I'm so awesome. I am the man of God. I'm the man of the hour. Pride. Pennies. Finances. Taking what does not belong to you. Having an attitude of I want more. I want to receive rather than to give. And falling into the third category, the last temptation in essence. Looking around, having eyes that wander. And not only that, but going to, to that extent of actually going over that line. These three areas we've seen for the last 2,000 years, if not more. And so we have to be vigilant. That does not have to be your portion. That does not have to be the portion of your children. We have a responsibility. We have to build. We have to establish and we have to advance the kingdom of God. As much as this is a call to every single one of us as individuals, to us as fathers, to us as parents, this is also a collective call for all of us who are part of this church, part of this ministry, part of this vision. As I say to you again, it is time to build, to build, to establish and to advance all that God has given us. We will not be the church or the ministry that goes halfway. 
We will not be the church or the ministry that just goes over halfway. We will not be the church that turns back or that quit before they enter into the promised land because we never knew that there would be giants to slay. God is the one who opens a door that no man can shut. But you still have to have the boldness, the tenacity, the faith to enter in to all that is new. To all that I dare say is uncomfortable because you've never walked there before. You've never walked on that soil before. You've never built on that soil before. You've never done that in that setting before. Which is why you were a pioneer. I pray this morning that grace comes upon you. Grace to build, to pioneer, to become relentless and brave amidst and irrespective of the circumstances for you to establish all that God has destined for you. That you will not drop the baton. That your children will not have to walk in your footsteps having to repeat that which you could not do nor establish nor fulfill in your lifetime. That your children will go where you have not been able to go. That your children will be the ones to progress. They will be the ones to advance. They will go the heights. They will go the distance. Oh, they will run and not grow weary in Jesus' name. Grace comes upon you, upon your family, upon your children and your children's children in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you'd like to help Kevin and Chantel reach and impact this generation, thank you in advance for sharing this episode with your world. If you have enjoyed Dominion today, follow Kevin and Chantel on Instagram, Facebook, and your favorite podcast platform, or connect with them online at dominion.org. Dot ZA.